The Moten Mailbag is brought to you by the Robert Russo Moten Museum, located in Farmville, Virginia. The Moten Museum is a civil rights museum focusing on the history of Prince Edward County between 1951 and 1964. Welcome to the Moten Mailbag. My name is Kanan Townsend, Director of Education and Public Programs. And my name is Leah Brown, the Assistant Director of Education. The Moten Mailbag is a weekly listener question show. Each week, we'll answer questions about U.S. history, African-American culture, civil rights, and more. Feel free to submit your questions via Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Moten Museum, or email us at info at So, Leah, how things been going for you in the, in the midst of this COVID-19 crisis? Uh, been hanging in there. Getting a little antsy, but uh, hanging in there. Yeah. Well, some, some things that you're, you're working on since we have moved to all digital programming. So some of the things is creating different programs. Um, I literally just added text to our 1963 program. Yes. A lot of things happened in that year. Oh, so yes. kind of the timeline to flesh out like what was going on during the civil rights movement at that time. Because it's a, it's a marathon of a year. Put it mildly, a marathon. I feel like that entire decade of the 60s is just kind of like, whew, taking, hold your breath because it's going to be a long decade. Accurate. But, That's accurate. But, but yeah, I think in general, we're shifting a lot of our stuff to, to, the, to the listeners, you know, to, to digital. And part of that's launching this podcast, uh, something that we've wanted to do for a while. There just hasn't been a great time for us to do it, just being that we're usually out in the field or in schools or kids are usually in the museum. But this presented a good opportunity for us to be like, all right, let's sit down. Let's get this done. And that brings us to, to the mailbag. You know, like Leah said, it's a weekly listener question show. So please send us your questions. Otherwise, we can't do this. Uh, and so we've got about five questions here today that we will we will get through with that said Leah, are you ready to get started yeah all right i'll ask you the first question and then i'll give my answer second so what is your favorite thing about working at moton my favorite thing about working at moton is watching students put the puzzle pieces together um student engagement we we talk to grades k through college so we it's always interesting to see how different age groups um and look kind of like engage with the content look at the content right. try to figure it out um those light bulbs yeah when the light bulb comes on it's like oh you got it okay okay now we can dig a little deeper right. um and i think that's the cool part of working with different age groups as well you watch them build content because of how they interpret it's not the right word but kind of like interpret and understand um what's going on because you know as they're building those building blocks within the classroom. We get the fun of just doing a deep dive. So, yeah. That's a great answer. That is great. My <laughs> answer is, fair, is fairly similar. Um, but I have to take my, uh, take my, what's the word I'm looking for? My pace. Uh, Schoolhouse Rock, right? Everybody says Schoolhouse Rock. <gasps> Love it. My favorite thing about Moton is the nouns, the people, the places, the things. You never know who's going to walk through the front door, whether it be the governor whether it be a senator, whether it be one of the plaintiffs in one of the lawsuits, or just a group of students, right? You never know who's going to walk through, and everybody has a valuable thing to bring to the museum, and I'm happy to see anybody walk through. And we'll be very happy in six months or whenever we can start seeing people whenever. through the museum again. Um, but the places, you know, the, the places in, in our community and the places you get to go, whether it be conferences or whatnot for, for the museum, and then the things, I mean, we have a lot of cool artifacts, a lot of cool, thing, you know, found 
things that we use to help interpret and tell the story as well. Uh, I don't think I could see myself working at any other museums um, just because Moton is so unique with its nouns. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Next question. U.S. history topics. What was your favorite part of U.S. history? See, I don't even like history like that. <laughs> I mean, I, I have to be honest. I was much more of a STEM guy. Um, well, math. Uh, you know, so for me, history wasn't really eh, until like eighth grade civics. That's when it really started to click for me. I, I love civics. Um, and then 12th grade U.S. government. Uh, but if I had to pick a specific part of U.S. history, I guess, I, I, civil rights, I mean, that's a cop-out answer. But to me, that was the part we learned about the, the, the most um, in terms of, like, you know, Black History Month, you'd always learn about historical figures of the civil rights movement. And then in history class, you get a little bit more, little bit more in depth with it. But, you know, I, I guess in that personal tie for me, being here from Prince Edward County and having that connection also made it more interesting just because there are people I knew who were part of it. Um, but yeah, I will confess to not being a long-term historian. Leah is much more <laughs> of a uh, historian than, than I. I am a, a pretender in the field, not really. But <laughs> but what what about you? What was your favorite topic or topics? So it would be an understatement to say I've been obsessed with the American Revolution since I was a wee lamb. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's no getting around it. So I think a big part of it with the American Revolution, what I was really partially confused and about was how black loyalists existed. Like, so how did that work? That people literally like, all right, we're out and they fought for the British and some of them left. They made it to Nova Scotia and then Nova some Scotia. of them were left to die. So you have that dynamic. That was a little bit older in college doing that kind of research, but just how the country got started and how it was a pure mess. It was a lot. Insight into Leah. She is <laughs> obsessed with Hamilton and all things. And her favorite song from Hamilton is the Battle of Yorktown. If uh, if you couldn't put that together by <laughs> her previous answer. I mean, it's a beautiful place. Love the battlefield. It's great. You can walk on the readouts. Well, by the readouts. I don't want the readouts. Nine and ten. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're in Virginia and it's, and I always say it, I mean, you can't throw a rock in any direction without hitting something historic in uh, Virginia. Accurate. Know, Mount Vernon, Monticello, Montpelier, Yorktown, Williamsburg, you know, throw a, throw a Prince Edward County, right? Throw a rock and you're going to hit something important to U.S. history. Um, all right, next question. If So this actually isn't even going to be released in March, but when we are recording this, it's in March. And so uh, <laughs> we changed, we tweaked this question to be more reflective of Women's History Month, which is March. So Leah, if you could meet any female historical figure, who would it be and why? Maggie Walker. Maggie Walker. She is amazing. She's kind of intimidating because she did not take any mess. And she was a traveler. So I want to learn about how she got her business started, what her travel experience was like. I mean, Jim Crow America, you're dealing with that and traveling, but also she left the country as well. So just, just all about her. It's a lot of hero worship uh, um, for me about her. Well, and you went to Maggie Walker. Right? Yeah, I did. Maggie that. Walker Government School. It's also that kind of tie-in. <laughs> Actually, my, my grandmother went to that school as well. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's kind of a generational connection. Uh-huh. Maggie, Maggie Lena Walker, right? Yeah, Maggie Lena Walker. I know a little bit. There you go. Not a lot, bit. <laughs> um, so I, I struggle with this question, um, and 
there's so many choices, um, and there are so many historical female figures that are just glossed over or just not talked about in any kind of depth. Um, but just in, in, in kind of honor of the movie coming out, you know, Harriet Tubman was kind of my pick. Um, I would be equal parts uh, speechless and, and, and terrified at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't had the chance to see the movie yet, but, you know, I've had this chance to see a one-woman show performance, um, The Spirit of Harriet Tubman, probably three or four times. And she just seems like an extremely fascinating woman. Like, I just would be incredibly awe-inspired to ever have the chance to, to meet her. Um, and terrified. Like I said, she was in, uh, certainly an intimidating, you know, having her pistol and, like, you will be dead before you go back to slavery. It's like, oh, well, all right, there's my, uh, <laughs> there's my decision made pretty easy. Um, but that's who she had to be. That's why she never lost anybody, which I think is also in- incredible. And learning about the Underground Railroad and all that fun stuff. So, um, well, fun's not the word, but all that interesting stuff. Fascinating, horrifying. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, but Harry Tubman would be my answer to that question. What is your philosophy on teaching history? You know, that, that's, a, that's a complicated question. Well, it, it is and it isn't. You know, I just say tell the truth. Um, but understanding that there are multiple truths, uh, and depending on what side of the war or whatever the kind of context is you fall on, you're going to have a different viewpoint on that. Uh, but understand that you need to have multiple perspectives to formulate what actually happened. Um, of course, if you learn about the American Revolution through the point of the, the Loyalists or the Redcoats or the British, right, they're going to tell you a completely different story than what the, you know, the U.S. folks would, would say, the rebels, right? It just kind of depends. Are you a patriot or are you a terrorist, right? It all depends on perspective. And so for me, teaching history is telling the good, the bad, the ugly, everywhere in between. Um, because if you don't, you are missing such, such critical components of, of the story. And I think that's kind of my big thing about U.S. history uh, and and striving to tell a more full story. I'm like, oh, people don't want to hear about slavery. Well, you can't talk about the American Revolution. You can't talk about civil war. You can't talk about civil rights. You can't talk about now without talking about the institution of slavery. And yes, it might be uncomfortable for for some folks, but you you really need to talk about that in order to have a fuller picture. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's kind of my my thing. What about you? Yeah. So um, for me... I've said, I think I said it before here, history is a mess. So much things have happened. And I've always heard history is boring. No, no, you're just looking at the wrong type of history. Because um, if you're into math, look at what the mathematicians are doing. Look at who is allowed to be called a mathematician. Mm. It changes everything. So there's so many different aspects of what could be quote-unquote history. Um, but history is just telling the story, telling the narrative of who was here and how they encountered, who they encountered, what they went through. So there's there's some history for everybody. You just have to find your, your subject. Interdisciplinary. Yes. Everything has a history, right? Mm-hmm. Now we know two plus two is four, but one, at one point in time they didn't know that. So they had to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Or maybe they did. They just didn't know what to call it. <laughs> um, the history of math. There you go. Hey, I would be 100% supportive of that. And I might be in a, <laughs> in a theater by myself watching it because nobody else would be interested. But I would certainly pay 12 bucks to go watch that. Um, we, so in addition to having, we, we also ask for cultural questions um, from you all, our listeners. 
And so they can be kind of African-American culture inspired or history, just history inspired, but anything kind of, so something different that, you know, history is interesting, but we want something that could be, we could be a little funner uh, and looser with too. So we also have a cultural question. <laughs> um, so I'll ask Leah first and then I'll like give my answer. So Leah, what is your favorite movie or movies within African-American culture or influenced by African-American culture? Okay, so... I recently changed my answer to this. Oh. Yeah, I've been I'm thinking about it. Planned. Yeah. Um, in the office this morning, we made, one of our coworkers <laughs> made the comment about the movie The Colored Purple. And I was like, yes. Yes, it is an iconic movie. Um, thinking about when I first watched it, being like, oh, this is crazy. Because I was little. And then reading the book and being like, what is happening? And then watching it again as an adult, it's like, oh, well, that's just a lot going on, isn't it? And it's, it covers a lot of trauma within the African-American community. It talks about how that trauma is not addressed and the fallout of that. Um, and, like, there, there are some funny parts, but mostly it's like, what's going to happen next to these people? What's going to go on next? Um, so... For me, it's one of those iconic films, but then, like, my family, we, we would watch it together, too. So you have that kind of memory as well. So, yeah, The Color Purple. Got that nostalgia feel yeah. and all that. Yeah, so uh, I ain't never seen Color Purple, so... Um, I, I have it on I'm, DVD. We can fix that. I'm, we'll lose some credibility, certainly, <laughs> but I've never seen it. I could quote, like, half of it because of popular culture and mainstream. Exactly. But I ain't never seen it. <laughs> So and I'm <laughs> probably 30 years too late, so I don't really see much uh, need to watch it now, but I might. <laughs> so my, I kind of, well, I said movie or movies, so my answer is a little, little cheap cheating, but um, any, any musical biopic, that's, that's my answer. Get On Up, right? Ray, The Temptations, Five Heartbeats, Cadillac Records, you name it. And that is my favorite movie. Just like, I love the music. Right, and so the biopics are, are just fascinating to me. Hearing the back, seeing the backstories of all these folks, uh, and you know what inspired them to make the the tracks that are now iconic, things that were going on in their lives. Just because we can, we easily forget. I think that people are there. These are humans, right? Like they're producing this content, they're producing this this music that is again now iconic. But these were people. You know, they had they they traveled. You know, they had families. You know, there might be substance use depending on the individual, right? Like, these are humans, and humans are not perfect. And it's, to me, it's super fascinating to get to look into their backstories and to see where they came from and how they got to where they got, you know, and how, you know, the new edition story, right? That is one of my favorites, a more recent example. But, you know, with Bobby Brown discovering that his hair, his iconic haircut and every little step was an accident by his barber. Like, that's the stuff I live for. So any musical biopic, you name it, I well. There are a few I haven't seen, but um, you, you name it and I will either watch it or have seen it. And I'm excited for eventually, I want to see a Stevie Wonder biopic. Somebody somebody, somebody, go out there and make that because that's going to be a, a really cool, cool documentary, I think, or docu-pick. Anything else for you, Miss Leah Brown? No, I think that's it for this one. Well, I will say thank you all so much for for listening to the first episode um that wraps up this episode of the milton mailbag next episode we are still working on an exact day and time of release schedule but expect these 
pretty weekly. Um, make sure you send in your questions to our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Mo- all at Moat Museum, or in- email us at info at moatmuseum.org. So that's it for us. Thanks for listening. Bye. The Moton Mailbag is brought to you by the Robert Russo Moton Museum, located in Farmville, Virginia. The Moton Museum is a civil rights museum focusing on the history of Prince Edward County between 1951 and 1964.